You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. Today is Tuesday. No, today is not Tuesday. I just lied to you to kick off the show. I'm so sorry. Today is Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. You guys know the drill. All right, today's show, we are going to go over the Hall of Fame ballot because that's fun. And the uh, one of the, like, Committees. There's a couple di- different. There's the veterans committee, and then there's the the official writers, and then there's um, like the the dead ball era. That's not what it's called, but like the the old timers. I probably that's probably not the right phrase either. Like really long time ago, baseball committee and stuff, and uh, they they just put a few very deserving uh, players into the Hall of Fame. Uh, left one deserving player out, but regardless, still still got five guys that uh, that for the most part I, I I think most of them are very long overdue, and that's the point of these committees to kind of right wrongs. So uh, hopefully next year Lou Whitaker will be back on uh, one of the veterans committee ballots and will have his next chance of getting in. But in that. Uh, it it kind of sparked the inspiration for me to just go over the Hall of Fame bell with y'all. I mean, kind of talk about the, some of the players and uh, who who I think my ballot. I can share with you my ballot. We can talk about some of the borderline people uh, and some of the players that I, I think just flat out deserve to be in. So I have the whole ballot in front of me. I have my ballot in front of me now. My ballot. When I say that. It's because I filled it out. It's not because it actually means anything. My, my ballot means nothing to anyone. Probably not even you as the listener. But I filled out uh, the only rule for the Hall of Fame ballot is you get 10 votes. That's your max. So you can use any amount less than that. We see people every year that turn in zero vote ballots. Those people, um, well... We won't get into that. I think that's incredibly stupid, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, so I used all 10. I, I, I used all 10 votes. I have 10 players here that I voted for. And like I said, we'll go over kind of some of the, the other players that, that I didn't vote for that I think either still deserve to be in eventually or whatever. We have to take into consideration how many years players have been on the ballot as well. And uh, and how many chances they have left to get in. That's always a factor. So that's what today's show is going to be. Welcome. Locked on Tigers. We're in the middle of a lockout. Not a lot of, uh, of Tigers-centered content or really baseball-centered content, period, to go over. So today's show will be about the 2022 Hall of Fame. First off, I'm just going to go in order of the names on the ballot. There's the, the ballot that was released. I'm, I'm literally just going to go in order, start at the top left, and, and just kind of go. At, it's in, I'm pretty sure it's in alphabetical order by last name. Yeah, it is. So that that's the way we're going to go through this. <laughs> okay, so no, no special uh, order or anything. First up, Bobby Abreu. Bobby Abreu 
has my vote. So we're starting off here with, with my first vote. Uh, Bobby is, is someone who, A, as a, as a kid I loved, uh, but, but B, just a really solid all-around player. Uh, by, by pretty much any metric you use offensively. I, I mean, really, really solid. Wasn't the greatest defender in the world. Now, the advanced defensive stats that we have today were not around at the beginning of his career, so it's it's hard to kind of look at like his defensive runs saved or his UZR or any of those super uh, like nerdy advanced stats that I love at the very beginning of his career. But for, he was uh, he, he started off in 96, I think was his first MLB appearance. And by 2002, he had um, he, we, we started having some sort of calculation for defensive run save. So in, in the early years, he was a pretty solid defender than most of his career, admittedly. Uh, not, not that he was, you know, Willie Castro levels of horrible, but, not a fantastic defender, a minus defensive run saved in right field every single year from 2005 until he retired in 2014. Uh, but pre-2005, the three years we have data on, uh, 0 DRS, 6 DRS, 1 DRS, and then the five, six years before that, we, we don't have any of the advanced data on. So, so you know, not defense isn't why he gets my vote <laughs> okay we're, we're, we'll start with that he had a negative defensive rating most of his career um but he, he has about a 60 war no matter where you look if you're looking at fan graphs it's just a like a couple of tenths of a win below 60 and if you're looking at baseball reference i think it's exactly a tenth above 60 somewhere around there so no matter where you're looking about 60 win player across his career but he could do everything man he, he could do everything offensively. He, he was a hell of a ball player. For those of you who were too young to remember, like, like peak Bobby Abreu, like Phillies Bobby Abreu, he, he was a problem, man. Bobby Abreu was a dog. Uh, I mean, home run derby participant at one point. Home run totals for his career retired with 288 home runs and 400 stolen bases. So that's almost... 300-300 club, but he gets to 250-plus homers and exactly, retired with exactly 400 career stolen bases. Uh, I mean, by season, like the home run totals. in He just has both, like everything for me, right? Like when looking and evaluating players for the Hall of Fame, you know, there's the big argument over, oh, do you go for someone who had like the highest peak but maybe didn't have a super long career or do you go for somebody is somebody that was like like solid for 20 years just as deserving as someone who was an MVP candidate or winner for like 3 but then fell off the planet right and he he kind of had both for me which is why I I just love him as a vote Right, like you're talking about his peak from from 1998 all the way until 2004. I mean, that's a seven year peak, where his lowest season by WAR, according to FanGraphs, was 5.2, and his peak was 6.9, which is nice, right? Like that's that's a that, that's a really solid peak. That's that's a, a really really solid peak. But then on top of that, he also played what 18 19 seasons. So. 
you get you get both for me. You get the longevity. Even past his peak, his wars were 3.8, 3.6, 3.4, 2.7, 2.4. Like he, he he even when he he wasn't peak Bobby Abreu anymore, he was still putting up you know respectable seasons. His WRC plus for his career was 129. That's almost 30 percent better than league average when it comes to creating runs. That's that's fantastic. At his peak, 151, the career high in 1999, hung around the, the high 130s, low 140s for almost all of that peak I mentioned earlier. Uh, he has the, the more traditional stats too, like we talked about earlier. Home run totals, 17, 20, 25, 31, 20, 20, 30, 24. Like he, and he was doing all of that while also stealing 20 to 40 bases every year, right? Like he, he just had everything for those who love RBIs, which I do not, was an 100 RBI getter almost his entire career. I mean, to be honest, retired with well over 1,300 career RBIs. Just he, he has everything. He has everything to me. And, and I, I think that he is deserving of the Hall of Fame. I, I think that he has everything you could want. He has the peak. He has the longevity. He has the you know the milestone numbers as as far as like we talked about earlier with stolen bases, good amount of RBIs was a power hitter there at his peak. I mean even even as later to you know in 2010 at 36 year old, years old he had a 2020 season right, 36 years old he had a 20 home run 24 stolen base season, uh, career strikeout percentage of 18.3. That's solid career walk percentage of 14.6 to pair with that. That makes that even more solid. 291 career batting average if, if you're a, a big batting average advocate still. He just has everything for me. And uh, I, I, I think if he was just a slightly better defender, he would be a no-brainer. Um, and, and I know he wasn't, that's a dangerous game to play, to play the what if game when you're talking about the hall of fame, cause he wasn't uh, a very good defender for a majority of his career. But, uh, I, I don't want that to take away from how incredible he was at the plate. And he, he was, he was the man for a really large part of, of, of my childhood. And, and I think he's very deserving. The next one, I'm not even going to spend too much time on this. We're going to talk about it for maybe a minute and then go into commercial break. Barry Bonds. Yes. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's honestly, this, that's one that I feel pretty strongly about. Bobby Abreu, if you don't have Bobby Abreu on your ballot, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not going to get into a fight with you. Barry Bonds, it is, it is unreal that people still have the, the stance that Barry Bonds shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. It's absolutely ridiculous. He is, I, I, <laughs> I mean, looking at stats, he's he's comfortably the best baseball player to ever step foot on a field. And <laughs> I, I hate to break it to everybody, steroids don't do that much. Steroids don't do that much. Stero- and, and he already had won multiple MVPs before he touched the juice. Not to mention there's reports that anywhere from, from 40 plus percent, there are some reports that say as high as 70 but most reports say around that 40-50% of players in his era were juicing. We've also randomly forgiven other players. There are a plethora. Of, uh, Detroit's favorite, Pudge Rodriguez. Guess what? <laughs> Not for his whole career or anything. When they became illegal, 
like hard illegal, like you're going to get punished severely illegal. He stopped, but guess what? Pudge Rodriguez did it at one point. We, we, we've just forgiven some people, but Barry Bonds, who has the most ridiculous stats you've ever seen in your life, doesn't get in. It's an unbelievable hypocrisy to me. People have been finding a way to cheat in baseball for the entire history of the game. Greenies in the 70s and 60s. It's not steroids. It didn't make you stronger. But everybody talks about taking greenies and how it would make you more alert. But Barry Bonds gets blackballed from baseball. It's ridiculous. Barry Bonds should be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Without a doubt in my mind. I went a little bit over that minute, I promise. But I think I kept it under two minutes. We're going to move on after I tell y'all about Bilt Bar. Everybody knows I love Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So this holiday season, grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or even better than a candy bar. That's Bilt Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness. Rich, great flavor. Covered in chocolate. Amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors. And Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. The extra fuel you might need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're standing in line, you need a little pick-me-up. Built Bar. People are also so passionate about their favorite Built Bar flavor, so don't bring it up at family gatherings. It could Things could get out of hand pretty quickly. Are you friends with Santa? Tell Santa to throw in a few Bilt Bars and those stockings. There's so many flavors. They'd make Christmas morning a happy one. Want something to warm up? Something cozy? Dip your Bilt Bar in a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt, melt a little. Give your beverage a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. So be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Also, marshmallowy treats around the holidays. You into those? You need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. So go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 and you get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here. For segment two of Locked On Tigers, we're doing Hall of Fame ballots today. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. All right, next up on the list is Mark Burley. Mark Burley, Hall of Very Good for me. Great career. Uh, all these guys had very good careers. I'm not going to shame anybody here on as, as far as their their baseball career goes. Okay, Very, very solid career. Uh, I'm not sure Mark Burley will ever get my vote. Uh, I'm not sure that he will. there will ever be less than 10 people that I feel are, are more deserving of a Hall of Fame vote than Mark Burley. And even if there is, or even if there isn't rather, I'm not sure I, I, I would fill out 10 this year. That, that would be, I would need a lot of convincing on the Mark Burley train. Roger Clemens is next. Roger Clemens, uh, again, we're, we're talking a little bit of, of of hypocrisy at times between the steroid era players. Statistically, Roger Clemens is, is one of the three greatest pitchers to ever step foot on a mound. Uh, I, I mean, unbelievable stats and, and gets my vote and should be a Hall of Famer. Carl Crawford will not be getting my Hall of Fame vote. Again, no, no disrespect 
Should be very proud of his career. Made the ballot. Props to you. Uh, Carl Crawford's a, a candidate that I think could get that less than 5% and get kicked out of, off of the, the ballot player. But, um, uh, and yeah, not, not, not going to get my vote. Prince Fielder. Love the man to death. One of my favorite baseball players in the history of this beautiful game. Uh, can't, can't give him my vote. Can't, and, and it's unfortunate because I, I think if he didn't have the neck problems that he could have pos- and, and played till he was you know 38 to 40, there, there's a possibility that he could have been on this list and could have gotten my vote. But uh, I, in, in good faith with, with respecting the how many great players are on this list, can't extend an olive, olive branch to Prince Fielder. Todd Helton we're going to come back to later. Ryan Howard will not get my vote. Uh, decently high peak, was very short though. And uh, honestly, he, he's one of those players. So Scott Rowland we'll get to later. Scott Rowland's one of those players, right, where like you, at the time, you're like, yeah, probably not a Hall of Famer. But then like advanced analytics, the, the surgence of advanced analytics comes out and you're like, damn, Scott Rowland is absolutely a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, Ryan Howard is is you now he he had the injury and that cut his career short period, but even if it didn't and he played a, a full long career, um, he's probably one of those players that you you look back on your and advanced analytics actually hurts them not not very in favor of of Ryan Howard and uh, and and again one of the most feared <laughs> bats especially if you are a right-handed pitcher on the planet at one point for a couple of years there in the late 2000s um, and, and deserves all of the roses that he gets but won't get my Hall of Fame ballot, my Hall of Fame vote. Tim Hudson, I, I kind of compare Tim Hudson a lot to Mark Burley as a sense of like career, right? Um, not in the style of pitcher they were or anything, but as far as, as career, like who gets in the Hall of Fame and who doesn't, uh, if one of those two gets in, the other one's got to get in. That's kind of my my viewpoint. So I'm going to hold off on Tim Hudson as well. Not going to get my vote. Tory Hunter, big fan favorite in the Motor City. Not a Hall of Famer in my eyes. Um, uh, again, he's one of those Hall of Very Good. Lo- Tory, a lot of great years here. But never really had, and, and it was very solid for a very long time, but never really had that Hall of Fame peak, right? Like at his best, he was like a solid all-star. Never really had that that peak of, of dominance at any point in his career. So holding off on Torrey Hunter as well. Andrew Jones gets my vote. Andrew Jones is, in, in my eyes, one of the more underrated players in the history of baseball. Uh, fantastic defender. I mean, seriously, a, a fantastic defender. One, one of the better defenders of that era in, in center field when, when he was still in his prime. Uh, in the early years, when when he was still a, a a young buck, had you know 20, 27, 24, 21 stolen bases, would retire with 152 stolen bases, would retire with 434 homers, had a 50 home run season, a 40 home run season, quite a few 30 home run seasons. His WAR is is pushing 70. This is where you start getting in the category of like, why is this dude not in sooner? Uh, 67 career war on fan graphs peaked at, at a couple of years where he was almost at eight war 
2005, the 51 home run season, had a 7.9 war. His 2000, he had a 7.7 war. Uh, He's another one that played for a long time and had the peak. He's got got everything for me. Very, very good defender. Very, very good hitter. Uh, Could could do anything. He was was the man. Andrew Jones was absolutely uh, the man. So, he is uh, very, very easily at that. Gets my vote. Jeff Kent, no. Survivor legend, if you're, if you're a fan of the Survivor TV show. Love that show. Jeff Kent, Survivor legend. And I don't want to make it sound like Jeff Kent is like miles away from the Hall of Fame either. He is admittedly one of the better uh, offensive second basemen, uh, quite literally in the history of baseball. So I want to give him his proper credit. Um, but... As far as a, a, an all-around game, just doesn't have the career numbers and the career that, uh, in my eyes, that the 10 people that I'm voting for have ahead of him. Tim Lincecum, love big-time Timmy Jim. Love him to death. Had an unreal peak. Not not a career, a full career, and, and plenty of injuries, and, and a lot, he had a lot of stuff going on in, in his career, but uh, can't give big-time Timmy Jim a vote. Justin Morneau, Tiger Killer. If you want to talk about a, a Tiger Killer Hall of Fame, absolutely won't be getting my vote. Joe Nathan, uh, if, if you expect a, a Tigers-centered podcast to give Joe Nathan a vote, I, I, I apologize. That's just simply not going to happen. David Ortiz, easy vote for me. Top two at his position of all time. Simple as that. Uh, has the, the playoff moments, has the clutch moments. Some against the Tigers uh, has the the career numbers, and like I said, has been one of the best, in my opinion, the second best designated hit, hitter in the history of this game. So David Ortiz is a very easy vote for me. Jonathan Papelbon, great peak, not quite the career. Jake Peavy. Now Jake Peavy is an interesting one that we will get into right after I tell you all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered. All season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march into the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the action this season. Head to our new desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, fun card this weekend. Uh, to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our final segment of Locked On Tigers. Let's get right back into it. I'm going to be pressed for time here. We got to crank through these. All right, uh, Jake Peavy. Jake Peavy will not be getting my Hall of Fame vote. I don't think he's going to get too terribly many. He'll probably hang around on the ballot, um, but I, I I don't think that he has the career to match up to a Hall of Fame career. I do just want to give Jake Peavy his flowers because there was a slight period. It only lasted a year, maybe maybe a year and a half, two years, but there was a slight period right after the, the Pedro Martinez's and the dominant pitchers of the late 90s and early 2000s started to fall off, but before the Verlander and Kershaw era, where for a beautiful year in like 2007, Jake Peavy was like the baddest dude on the planet. 
So I, I, I do just want to, to give him his flowers because I love Jake Peavy. Um, but do, doesn't have the career for, uh, for, for a Hall of Fame vote for me. Andy Pettit's an interesting one because he has so many playoff records because he was on so many great Yankees teams that made the playoffs every single season. If you want to look at career playoff totals, he is at the top of almost every single pitching list there is. And there's a lot of people, and, and he deserves credit for that, and that, that's great. Uh, Andy Pettit does not get my Hall of Fame vote. Again, incredible career, a, a baseball postseason legend. And I'm not trying to make him sound like he was a slouch in the regular season either. Had, had a very, very respectable career. But, but I mean, he would, be, he would be like 13 or 14 for me. He would kind of be uh, right outside that top 10. A.J. Przinski will not get my vote again. Hall of very good. Manny Ramirez gets my vote. There you go. So, so far we have Bobby Abreu, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Andrew Jones, David Ortiz, and Manny Ramirez. Gets my vote. I know he had his mix in with PEDs as well. Uh, If you're a big anti-PED person for the Hall of Fame, you and I are not going to see eye to eye on too many of these. I fully understand that. But Manny Ramirez's stats are undoubtedly Hall of Fame. He, He undoubtedly had a Hall of Fame career. Alex Rodriguez, easy yes. Again. Had his admitted publicly out to everyone that he was a uh, that that he used steroids. He he is one of the greatest baseball players to ever step foot on a field. He has one of the greatest careers in the history of baseball. Like if you were to rank them, like greatest careers ever, there's an argument that A Rod's in the single digits in your list, a, a top nine career, debatably. In, in the history of baseball. Unreal and absolutely, in my eyes, deserves to be a, a Hall of Famer and, in my eyes, should have been first ballot. Incredible career. Uh, yeah, so A-Rod definitely gets my vote. Scott Rowland, I mentioned earlier, gets my vote. Okay, Scott Rowland is, is someone who, like I said, at the time, I think everyone realized he was a really good player, and then after he retired... Much of the likes of a couple of Rockies players, people, you know, advanced analytics more came out and we were like, oh, like Scott Rowland was a dog. Um, and, and again, not that anyone thought Scott Rowland was some scrub when he played. Everybody realized that he was one of the better third basemen in the league. But I don't think anyone really put him into that Hall of Fame category until a few years after he retired. And I absolutely think Scott Rowland deserves to be a Hall of Famer. He has the longevity we talked about. Played for a really long time. Uh, he has about 70 career war. Most people that, that have above like 65 are pretty much slam dunk Hall of Famers for the most part, a few exceptions. Um, but but most players, Lou Whitaker being one of those, most players that hit that like 70 threshold are, are pretty are pretty comfortably Hall of Famers. And, and he had almost exactly 70. Also had the peak, 2004, had a nine war season. 98 had a seven war season. Uh, the two years before his nine war season had a six and a half and a six and a two. Again, he's just one of those guys that once you go back and look, you're like like Scott Rowland put up a nine war season, man. Not nine war. That's that's Mike Trout, Mookie Betts numbers. And granted, he only did it for one year, but it, it's not like he had that one season and the rest was garbage. Like he he. He had a very, very good career. Like I said, almost a, almost a 70 war, just about like a tenth short on fan graphs 
of 70 war. So Scott Rowland, very much a Hall of Famer in my eyes. Jimmy Rollins, Hall of Very Good, uh, will, will, uh, will, will definitely have a case. And he doesn't get my vote. But when Jimmy Rollins is one of those when you look at the like career milestones, especially when it comes to stolen bases and hits and all that, uh, has a has a pretty pretty respectable career. And there's a lot of people that have similar numbers to Jimmy Rollins and are in the Hall of Fame. Um, so uh, no disrespect to him, just isn't one of my ten best players on here. Kurt Schilling, I'm not gonna take this bait and go down this road. Uh, but I'm just gonna say this, okay? From a strictly baseball standpoint, Kurt Schilling has the numbers to be a Hall of Famer. That being said, Kurt Schilling has has done a ton of stuff off the field that I do not, I do not, I can't imagine too many people do support, and I will never. Ever with any of these players because there's some people that I have voted for on here that have also done some not great things. So I will never, ever, ever, ever shame or look down on someone for not voting anyone in the Hall of Fame because of a, a real character clause. Now, steroids... I, I don't think is like uh is is quite the same as like spending jail for for a, a serious issue or committing a crime or doing a lot of the things Kurt Schilling has did and has done and continues to do and won't shut up about. Okay, so I I just want to make that very clear. While I I, I did not vote for Kurt Schilling. And again, I understand that people I have voted for have have also. There's, there's a couple of people on here that that have that have done some not great things either. And there are people in the Hall of Fame that are horrible people. But and there are people in the Hall of Fame that are great people. So that's just if if you vote for him, I understand because he has unbelievable well, you know, he's not like one of the greatest pitchers of all time, but like he, he has Hall of Fame numbers. He does. But uh, he's not going to get my vote, and I am never going to shame anybody for, for not voting for him either because he's affected a, a whole hell of a lot of people. Okay? So if you vote for him, sure, I, I, I get it. And if you didn't vote for him, sure, I get it. And that's all we're going to talk about, Kurt Schilling. We're done. Gary Sheffield, we're going to hold off on him too. Sammy Sosa, should have his own like exhibit in in Cooperstown and and they should and you know they have the race of 98 documentary and he deserves a ton of credit for being one of the saviors of major league baseball because it was really headed in a in a downward direction after the lockout in the mid 90s him and Mark McGuire and and Ken Griffey Jr saved the game of baseball but when you're talking about careers, and if someone deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, he does not get my vote. He's going to be just on the outside looking in. Uh, last year, I think I said he was my—he would have been my 11th vote. This year, he's probably closer to that 12 or 13 range. He's going to be just on the outside looking in again. Mark Deshera, Hall of Very Good. Love text to death. No thank you, though, as far as Hall of Fame voting. Omar Vizquel, 
Just played for a long time. No. Omar Vizquel is not a Hall of Famer. I, this Again, this has nothing to do with anything he's done off the field or, or any of the, the, the things that he's been accused of or whatever. Nothing to do with that. Strictly just not a Hall of Famer. He just played till he was damn near 50 and accumulated a lot of stats. He was never a good hitter. Ever. And, and he was never even like a slightly below average hitter. He was like a bad hitter forever. And on top of that, the, the more we learn about like advanced defensive metrics, while he was never a, a I'm not going to come on here and say he was a garbage defender by any means. He was, he, he, was, he was a good, solid defender, but it's not like he was Ozzie Smith. Right, like it's not like he's the greatest defender of all time and deserves to be in even no matter how bad of a hitter he was. Like Omar Vizquel is is not a Hall of Famer. Okay, Billy Wagner, Hall of Famer. Boom. There's there's uh, one of my last votes. Billy Wagner, uh, I believe the highest K per nine of all time. As as far as uh, as far as like qualified pitchers, um, one of the best strikeout pitchers of an entire generation if i strongly believe if billy wagner if if mariano rivera didn't exist billy wagner would be in the hall of fame and that's strictly because billy wagner's career just happened to overlap with the most dominant and greatest closer to ever play this game and he got kind of overlooked as for for being a incredible closer in his own right Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer in my eyes. Now, the last group, okay, there's a group for, for my, I, I have nine for those keeping track. My, my last vote, Todd Helton and Gary Sheffield. And maybe we can even sneak Sammy Sosa in there if we want to. Sure. Though There's one vote between those three. And whoever you vote for, I'm going to be okay with. If you, as long as you vote for one of them, if now now this is my ballot, right? You could check off all three. You could check off none of them and have ten different people, whatever. But for for the the three people we have left, and I have one vote remaining on my ballot, right? One vote has to go to one of those three dudes, and that I'm I'm fine with it going to really any of them. We already talked about Sammy. Gary Sheffield had a phenomenal career, had the peak, had the longevity. Todd Helton, his case has gotten a lot stronger lately. Also had the had the peak, had the longevity. People are starting to kind of lighten up on the oh you played in cores narrative, as we saw with Larry Walker getting in uh, last year, two years ago, last year. So I am very much okay with any of those three guys getting my tenth vote. And that's why I skipped over Helton earlier and skipped over Gary. Um, and it really, uh, for me, it would probably just be between Helton and Sheffield. But again, I, I understand Sosa having the peak and and being as important as he was to the game of baseball. So there's my Hall of Fame ballot. Thank you for listening. I, I'm sure I'm going to get a, a, a plethora of, of uh, your ballot sucked, you're an idiot, your soft responses but there it is 
So there you have it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Uh, tomorrow's episode, who knows what lies for tomorrow. But for today, make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Free and available on all platforms. All right? Thank you all for listening. Thanks for rocking with me. Send me your Hall of Fame ballots. I, I would prefer them without the commentary of, like, you're a dumbass, this is correct. But if that's how you have to send it, that's how you have to send it, all right? Tweet at me your ballots. I'll, I'll reply to the to, to some of them, I'm sure. Um, you can either tweet me, at Bentley Scotty, or just the show, at Locked on Tigers. Either way is fine with me. You can DM me about it. My DMs are open. Whatever you want to do. I just love seeing Hall of Fame ballots. It's that time of year. We'll be, uh, we'll be figuring out who's in the Hall of Fame here soon enough. See you tomorrow. No clue what we're going to talk about yet. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all then. Go Tigers, baby.